Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I am your host. Welcome. Hey, how resilient are you? You know, that that's become a buzzword, not just since, you know, our COVID times, but honestly, for the last five or 10 years, it's something that a lot of people have been sharing, not only in the education world, but also the business world. So first of all, before we start, let me just say that I have, uh, I created a 90-minute course. It's geared, a lot of the examples are geared towards uh, either wor- working with children or having children. So uh, definitely talks about resiliency in children. However, it's very applicable to us as adults. And so I'm going to leave that link in the description. Feel free to go and, and check that out. So if we go through this this episode today and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I see. Now I have an issue with resilience and I want to uh, increase that please go and watch that that 90-minute video because it's going to give you tons of tips, okay? So I'm going to share with you why resilience is important. Uh, And I'm going to walk you through three statements and ask you to rate yourself 1 to 10, okay? So understanding your relationship to resilience is key, okay? Not only to your present moment, but to your future. And if you have not been resilient in the past, you can always learn it for the future. Okay. You will want to take notes for this one today. All right. Enjoy. All right. So the question of the day is, are you resilient? So before we start, because I do not want to forget this, in the description for this episode, I'm going to leave the link for a course that I created relatively recently, just a few weeks ago. It talks about resilience. Now, the course, uh, the intended audience is for those who are working with families and children or parents. However, there's some really great information in there about resilience. So if this is an area as we go through that you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I, I, I might have found myself lacking a little bit in this area, especially in the last six months uh, with COVID and all that kind of stuff. How can I increase my resilience? That's gonna give you a lot of tips, okay? So today I'm gonna actually walk you through some self-assessment to see if you are resilient. And if you wanna know tips on how to become more resilient, follow that link. It's a complimentary course. You don't have to pay anything um, and and you'll get all of the the tips and tools, okay? Awesome. All right, so uh, what is resilience? In a nutshell, It's your ability to go through a difficult situation and thrive, okay? So not just survive, thrive. Have a positive attitude as you're going through it for the majority of the time. And and when you come out of it, you can look at it and say, okay, you know, that was good, right? The ability to learn and also grow in that situation. So you thrive with a good attitude. You come out of it and say, Okay, I can see the lesson in it, right? And you can even use that as a way to um, bless or serve somebody else. So maybe you go through a difficult uh, transition. I have a dear friend, many years ago, um, she lost her mother to cancer. And so she is a speaker, a motivational speaker, and that's who she talks to is, in particular, women who are experiencing the loss of their moms at a young age, okay? so. 
Can you say that about yourself? Okay, let's, let's think about the last six months. Our world has been in a global pandemic. Can you say that you've been thriving? That overall you've had a positive attitude, that you are learning and growing something new, and that because of those things that you are learning and growing, you're able to bless another person. Can you say that? If you can, excellent, welcome to the Resilience Club, okay? If you can't or you're unsure, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you, it might signal that you need to, uh, you know, just boost your resilience a little. So there's uh, several different kind of progressions as we're going through this idea of, of resilience. So uh, honestly, the first one, many people like to think about, uh, you know, if you're in the victim mentality, I say there's a step just before that. Before you become a victim, you're just literally breathing. Like everything in you is just saying, I just have to get to the next moment, okay? If you've never felt that way before in your life, consider yourself blessed. I have been there myself. Many of my friends and colleagues have been there too, where there's just a, an extreme emotional stress that's happening that you're just like, I just have to get to the next moment. Uh, I'll be honest with you that, that I've had um, some pretty significant losses in my life. Uh, one of them uh, being that we've lost several babies in utero. So before they could come to term. And as we were walking through that, I realized there were many moments when uh, I didn't even feel like a victim. I just felt like I can't go on, right? The feeling that, oh my gosh, I might die. Um, and then the next step in resiliency is the victim mentality. That's where you're like, okay, something happened to me, right? And you identify with the thing that happened to you. Then the next step is the survivor label, right? So I'm not a victim. I survived that. I went through that. And then the next step is uh, what I call the thriver. So this is somebody who says, I'm not a victim. Uh, I'm not even a survivor. I'm thriving because of it, okay? So um, there are three statements that I wanna talk about today that have to do with resilience. For each one of these statements, I want you to go through and do a, a, a check with yourself, one to 10, where am I at? So I'm gonna explain the statement to you. You might wanna write it down. Uh, and I'm gonna give some examples, maybe a couple stories here so you know what that means. And then ask you to write down one to 10, one being low, 10 being high, where are you at with that, okay? And then at the end, I'm gonna ask you to, to just, you know, choose, okay? All right, so the first statement is, when I experience a setback, Okay, so I love that, that term when, not if. When I experience a setback, I recover quickly and easily. Okay, so where would you be at, one to 10? When you experience a setback, I recover quickly and easily. Now, let me just preface this, it probably depends on the setback. Okay, so for example, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing something, I had a friend the other day reach out and she's new to creating ads on Facebook and YouTube. And this is a new area of her business that she's jumping into. Uh, and she was just kind of reporting back her frustration and I was helping her deal with her stress. Definitely not helping her deal with the whole ad thing because I don't know anything about that. But I was helping her deal with her stress, which is something I know. And so as she's uh, coming back and reporting, she's like, Michelle, I, I did this, this, the, and this, and it didn't work. Okay, well, what do you wanna do with that, right? Now that's a small setback, 
right? Uh, what about when your kids are home and you're homeschooling and you thought that they would be back, you know, in person? I have a friend right now. Uh, she sent her kids to school for two weeks and now because their school is so small and one kiddo has uh, COVID, now everybody's back home. Okay, that's a little bit bigger than my ad didn't work, right? What about, um, as a, a colleague of mine found out, she is uh, a leader on a leadership team that serves 300 staff members in the state of Michigan. And she recently found out due to budgetary things, grant money running out, um, she has to fire 10% of her employees. That's, you know, that's actually 3,000 employees because the number that she has to fire is 300 people. 300 people. Can you imagine going to work one day and finding out that you not only have to fire one person, but you have to fire 300? Uh, that's a little bit bigger than your ad didn't work. A little bit bigger than, oh no, my kids are home, right? So sometimes it depends on the setback how quickly you can recover, right? Uh, so these are very subjective terms, quickly and easily. Uh, but think about that. So for example, for me, when, when COVID hit in the stay at home order, uh, and I started to get all of these emails flooding in day after day after day, um, that said, okay, this event is canceled. This event is canceled. And I'm like doing the math going, oh my gosh, this is how much money I'm losing. Right. But I had to quickly pivot and say, okay, remember this business is not about making money. This business is about serving people. So how can you change your processes and systems so that you can serve people in the time that they need it the most, right? That is recovering quickly and easily, okay? So the, the second piece about resilience and the second statement you're gonna do your self-reflection on says, I recover from difficulties with a renewed strength and determination. I recover from difficulties with a renewed strength and determination. Okay, what do you think? One to 10, where are you at with that one? So in essence, are you better off because of whatever this setback you're, you're um, experiencing is? Uh, I think about John Maxwell, he wrote the book, Fail Forward. And then uh, kind of an updated version to that is, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And so the idea of fail forward is that within any setback, challenge, or issue that you're dealing with, there is something to learn, and usually more than one thing. And so how do you handle that thing, right? How do you handle, okay, I, great example. Uh, I was working in a position once. Um, this was before I became an adult. So one of my first jobs I ever had, uh, I was working and, uh, there was a situation that happened. Uh, and all I can tell you about the situation, because I haven't asked this person for permission, but all I can tell you about it is that there was a customer that was very unhappy. Now, it wasn't necessarily something that I could control at the time. However, at that time I was like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do with this? Here I am, a young kid, and, and this customer is not happy. And I realized after that, well, wait a minute, if I had done X and Y, then perhaps it might have helped her a little bit better. So I changed my system just a little bit. Um, and then, you know, it happened again. Somebody else wasn't happy with that system that I used. And I was like, 
oh my gosh. And I realized it's not about me. It's not about the system. It's about the other person. And that was really my aha moment of realizing, first of all, I don't have to attend every argument I'm invited to. Okay. Uh, but secondly, that when you're having interactions with other people, perhaps it's not about you. Okay. Now, sometimes it is. So you should always start there first, but perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's about the other person and their need. Okay. Um, there's a couple examples I want to share with you. Um, well, actually, I already talked about my business enough, but some of you know I had a stroke about 10 years ago. Uh, it, it took me about two years to recover. The reason why I share this with you is because during that time, I can look back in that and say, you know what, there were times where I felt like I was just breathing, okay, I was just existing. Uh, there were large chunks of time that I just don't even remember, to be honest with you. I don't remember, uh, all I remember is that my, uh, my father was here a good bit of time uh, taking care of me and my kids. Uh, I remember I was not allowed to be alone for a long time. It was a very disempowering kind of place. And then I got to the point where I was like a victim. Okay, I'm a stroke victim. And then uh, after a couple of years of recovery, I'm a survivor. And then I became a thriver, like, okay, you know, I'm gonna run my first 5K. I'm gonna do a, a keynote speech about a positive attitude. Uh, I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna thrive even in the midst of this, right? Well, now I've gone one step further in this, uh, I guess, journey of resilience, you could say. Now I look at that, that two-year time frame, and I am so grateful. And the reason I'm grateful is because it completely changed my life. So I didn't just recover from that stroke, but I recovered with a renewed strength and determination, not only about my life, but how I was going to go and serve other people. Okay? So do you recover from difficulties with strength and determination? What's your number? One to ten. Now I'm going to suggest to you that if your number is under an 8, 9, or 10, then you probably need to do that course that I'm offering you, okay? All right, so the third statement uh, says, I naturally see the gifts and opportunities in adversity. I naturally see the gifts and opportunities in adversity, okay? So there's a couple uh, I guess terms here I want to clarify. So the word naturally. So that means that there's something in you already that kind of pulls you to being able to see the gifts and opportunities and adversity. So it's not something that you have to fight. It's not something that you have to consciously uh, do. Okay. So many of you have taken our Life on Purpose course and that teaches you all kinds of mind programs um, that course along with our self-image mastery, man, that's going to change your life. What we talk about in there though is ways in which to change your mind program so that these things are more natural. So if you say, yes, Michelle, I can see the gifts and opportunities. However, they don't come naturally to me, then this one's going to be a little lower on your one to 10 rating. Okay. Maybe it is natural to you. Maybe you were taught as a young child, hey, adversity is good, right? This is good for you. Awesome. You're going to have a, a higher number on your scale. Okay. So I naturally see the gifts and opportunities in adversity. So you can look at that as, okay, I just went through something. Now I can look back and reflect and say, 
oh yeah, okay, that was good, that was good, that was good. And then what about being in adversity and seeing the gifts and the opportunities? That's an even higher level of resilience. So I can tell you this, that for the grand majority of the time, uh, unless I've forgotten myself, uh, for the grand majority of the time when I'm going through something, I can actually in my mind go, oh yes, this is going to be a good story. <laughs> this is going to make a great podcast episode. Okay. And it's not to make light of the situation that I'm, I'm in, but it's merely to say, I guess it's to remind myself, you know what, this is, there's something more important than whatever this difficulty or struggle is that I can transform or to use a, you know, technical term, transmute this adversity that I'm currently in into something that's going to be a blessing to me and to other people. Okay. All right. So, you know, I don't know where you're at in your your resiliency journey here. I hope that this has provided you a really good kind of check-in. And if you need anything, please feel free to reach out, Uh, especially if you go through this and you're just like, wow, I didn't realize how much I'm struggling. Okay, I would love to help you. Uh, Make sure you go and check out that course because it's gonna be really good for you. Uh, And then, you know, Go out and and do something fun today. Today is Friday as we're recording this. Go out and do something on a fun Friday, okay? And if you think that there's anybody in your life who might be struggling in this area of resilience, would you do me a favor and just shoot them over the link for this episode? Um, Just say, hey, my friend Michelle did this episode and I thought you might enjoy it, okay? Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.